Hey, good morning. I'm Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my longstanding partner, Adam Sunhalter. And we're partners in business coaching for small businesses. And what we do, we deal with companies that are, when I say small, they're small in the world of, of commerce out there. $2 million or less in sales, 25 employees down to one. <clears throat> These are the salt of the earth companies, and they're good ones. Most of them, anyway, the ones who are our clients or past clients are. <laughs> but we have a company called Maximum Value Partners. It's a coaching, coaching company. And with that coaching company, we have a podcast. And that is called 30 Secrets of Small Business. And we've been doing this for a number of years now. Prior to setting this up, we had a radio show. Again, talking about small businesses. We love small businesses. We've been together for over 20 years. We love it. We have fun with it. And we make people better if they are coachable and if they can pass our our little exam to see if they're coachable. And if they are, believe me, they can stay with us. And they do. Our longest clients have been with us for 12 years. In our 20 years, we have that, that client uh, learn a bunch of stuff right along with us. Although we know most things about small businesses because we've owned them, operated them, coached them, sold them, bought them, valued them, bring out a psychiatrist's couch and heard their personal problems like you wouldn't believe. <clears throat> That's another feature that we're somebody who can talk to who makes great sense and tells it like it is. So if you have trouble running your business, not even trouble as much as just pondering and trying to get inputs that are fresh and, and relatable to your positions and, and situations, we're perfect for that. So, and again, we have fun and we have personalities which don't conflict too much. Once in a while they do, but uh, <laughs> only very rarely do they get out of control, but uh, it's good stuff. And what we do is uh, have a podcast, and that's what we're here today. We take real live happenings in our client uh, client's world, and usually within a week or so after that, we end up uh, making that the, the piece for our podcast. And so today, what we're going to do in our podcast is talk about what is all of a sudden becoming very popular with us. We're getting a good string of them and they're good. And it's good, meaning we're helping companies, helping some of our clients get sold, sell their companies, their dream, packaging it up and, and uh, selling it off after years of, of toil and success. So how do I know what to do after selling my business? How do I know what to do? I've been there a couple of times, and unless you're ready, and most people aren't who sell their business, unless you're ready, it's not going to be a long-term fun without some kind of break. And uh, we'll get into that a little more today. But what I'd like to do is introduce Adam Sunhalter. He's my longstanding partner, as I said, 20 years we've been together. And uh, Adam... How do you know? How do you know what to do after we're selling? <laughs> yes, Jack, and uh, welcome. This is episode <clears throat> 382, Jack, of, of 30 Secrets of Small Business. And as as we're preparing for today's show, I had a, a movie scene come to mind, as often, as often the case. And I don't know if you can guess what movie scene it is, but I'll, I'll let the audience know. It goes back to one of my favorite characters, um, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. And uh, one of his the 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 the, the, the nemesis, Doctor Evil. And if you remember in the first movie, where Doctor Evil's asking for the one million, and he goes, "Oops, I'm sorry, one billion dollars," and he does that evil laugh, and the whole crowd's laughing, and then they they cut you know they cut off the people, and then they stay with them though, right? And 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 they're kind of laughing, and the laughter kind of dies down, and there's a room full of a dozen people, and the laughter stops, and it's kind of like, well, now what? Yeah, because nobody. You know they're building that that big scene. To, you know that they asked for the billion dollars, and that was it. But then they they stayed there, right? And that's kind of the the, the, <laughs> the vision I have with this, Jack, because it, it's 
they're working so hard. You're working so hard as a, as a small business owner, Jackson, <clears throat> to, to run and grow your business, make profits, do all the right kind of things. And you you know, you have that long off goal of, of selling. And so it's there, it's there. And so, and, and, and like you said, Jack, not everybody reaches that goal, but you know, many folks that do, and then they get there. And I, I started thinking about that whole thing of, you know, that, that, that whole Austin power scene where it's okay. That the laughter is now stopped and everybody standing there going, okay, well, well now, now what, what? Now, you know, now, now what do we do? And, and, and it's talked about a lot. We talk about it a lot, you know, cause we see it where, it feels very lonely as a small business owner. But if you think it's lonely as a small business owner, just wait till you sell. Because there are even fewer people that can relate to that. To your point, Jack, you know, we've got millions of small business owners here, you know, just in the US alone. But you know, there aren't millions of people that you know that have sold their business. So who do you talk to? And how do you start to kind of, you know, figure out what's what's gonna happen? And so, you know, it's especially the case, Jack, if you sell your business for enough money that you really don't have to work anymore. You don't have to work in order to put food on the table as people like to talk. And that, that's always said too. You know, I, I can think back at the companies we helped and companies that I know the owners and they've always said that, you know, always, I don't have to work anymore. The realization of, of all of a sudden financial independence but that's not a true statement, you know. It, it uh, <laughs> you you work. What, what is work? You know, volunteer. Uh, that that's nonprofit. It's nonprofit work. It's a job, in in many people's minds. But it isn't. It's a freedom to create, and all those millions of doors that just opened up in your world gets a little overwhelming. Well, you, you get silly stuff. This this probably happened to you at some point too, Jack. But we've had clients talk about this, especially some some of the ones who are younger, and and well. How do you answer the question when your kids' friends, you know, come over and wonder why? How come? How come your mom or dad doesn't go to work anymore? Like, what's you know, what's going on? Like, what do your mom and dad do? You know, all those kind of things. And so, so how do you explain it to to an eight year old, to a twelve year old in terms of okay, well, hey, I see you're here and you ha you, ha you have a house and, and and some nice things, but you don't appear to be working anymore. Like, 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 like what's going on? So but you know, it isn't it isn't a serious problem because you don't have to work <laughs> in your mind, and you don't you never you never talked about work, what it is, and and how it affects you, and how important or unimportant it is. You know, it's just daddy has to go to work. Well, I'm, okay. I'm, well, I'm trying to think. You know, as Jack said, you know, he and I have been together for over twenty years now doing this coaching thing, and he he and I've known each other for thirty years, and you know, Jack's you know. Uh, Jack's got a few years on me too, but you know, you, you've mentioned so many times over the years, Jack, you talked about this you say, Hey, okay, just imagine, I mean, we'll kind of paint that picture. Part of what we do with our clients, we help kind of create a vision you know, of what you're trying to do and helps get you excited about, about where things are kind of going because you're, you're working towards that. And, and often that vision is talking about, Hey, at some point when I do exit the business and we'll talk about them, Hey, you know, it's a challenge just to vacate all the time or live a life of leisure. And, the usual response we get back from that, Jack, is people saying, hey, I'd love that challenge, Jack. <clears throat> I'd love the challenge of trying to fill my time because I'm, I'm just so bored that I can't I can't fill my time, right? And, <laughs> well, you know, because as an owner, you're often filling your time with stuff that everybody else wants you to do, right? It's your employees. It's your your customers, your vendors, right? Maybe even your family, right? So now, I mean, how hard could that be, Jack? I go from answering to all these, all these other people where it's like, okay, it's just me. So how difficult can that be? So let's refresh our audience a little bit. You've, you've tried to retire a couple times, Jack. Let's, let's start with your story a little bit. So you've, you, you've had situations where you, I got a long story. Oh, let's talk, let's talk about just your, your your short retirements, you know, your couple of times you took a year off or you know, but let's kind of talk through the first one was it was after leaving corporate America. The second one was after you sold your fifth company, right? So there are different situations and you were different. But I don't know, from from, from your standpoint, you know, you know, what do you because was it even on your radar, Jack? You know, I mean, you know, it, when you took your first year off, so for people to know, so Jack worked for 17, 18 years in corporate America, approaching the age of 40, and he decided to leave. He's progressing along. He's like, ah, I'm done. 
people thought he was freaking nuts. Told, you know, what's this guy thinking, right? But so you just you you took some time off, right? Finally, the, it finally <laughs> happened. That decision finally happened after I fell and hit my head. That's what. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> See now the truth comes. Out. I love it. This is okay. Here we got the thirty secrets coming out. All right, Jack was concussed. Okay, here's that. No, come on, really? What? Yes. <laughs> what really? Yeah, I had no clue. I had <clears throat> confidence in my abilities. That's for sure. And a little money in the bank, and uh, I could get up late and stretch a little bit. And uh, the conclusion of I'm going to leave and had absolutely no idea what I was going to get into. I think back, that was that could be kind of scary, and I don't know why it was. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't scary. Uh, you know, life, life was pretty good, so I. I that year, well, day one, it's always, you always got to think of this as day one and work hard on picturing yourself. Then either you take that dive, that long dive off the cliff and go into water that's pretty deep and you're not going to bang your head. Or you do what? You stay with a job that you don't like. Although I left the company, the, the big corporate world. I liked, I liked the company and the people I work with. There wasn't anything like that. And I don't think it is, but you try hard to try to explain it to different people, and you can't. You you can't. I cannot put my finger on, take a picture of, and show you. I can't do anything like that to say, "Hey, I'm going to leave the corporate world." Well, did you have I any models? Did, did you have any models of, of folks you looked at? I mean, because often I think you know, at least I certainly do this. You know, growing up, I'm always looking ahead in terms of I'm looking for those those models, uh, Jack, those folks who are doing things the right way. So. As you, you know, as you would kind of experience some stuff, you know, did you have somebody in mind? Like, hey, I see this guy doing that. I see this guy. I, I see somebody or literally just making up as you're kind of going along, just going based on what your your, your gut and your feelings were kind of telling. Uh, yeah, I, I do that, too. You know, I like to model, model or find somebody who's done it before me, get to know him a little bit. And then, you know, you, you learn a great deal. You really do that way. But I didn't do that. I didn't. I didn't know to do that. Okay. I just kind of wandered, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's, at the time it was you know millions and not millions, but a lot of jobs in the in the newspaper. And I would. I, I probably spent the first several months after you know hanging around and bugging Alice a little bit. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd read the paper. I still read the paper. I hate to see him going by the wayside, but that's <laughs> just the way it goes. Right. There were hundreds of hundreds of opportunities and the business opportunities and different jobs listed. Um, you know, I'd, I'd pursue them. I'd not, you know, I'd look at them and circle a bunch of them, and my days would be made of of contacting people who are trying to sell their company or management, uh, looking for general managers and things like that. And I say, well, how do I? How do I? progress with this stuff. Well, I'll call these people up. And that's what I started doing. And my God, the, the world that opened up was unbelievable. It's just all these companies that I drove by, all these people who who uh, know nothing more than starting their own business and, and running it. And it's a world I didn't know. I'd know these people personally, but I never knew what made them tick because we never had these conversations, you know? <laughs> So, and some were terrible, but most of them were were good. And there are a few exceptional, you know, like like any any analysis, you're gonna have a breakout of good, bad, and, and in the middle. Well, you use a good word there, Jack. You said you, you were kind of wandering around. That's you know that, that that wandering is a great a great word. And there's there's a phrase I've heard before people say, which I think is you know bears true here that not all those who wander are lost. Right? You know, you're you're wandering around. <laughs> That's a good saying. Well, because you're, you, but you're wondering, you're, you're looking for something. You're not quite sure what you're looking for, but you knew you were looking for something. And so you, you'd given yourself some time to figure it out. And, and so for those of you who are, who are listening, who were at that corporate job, understand what Jack's talking about. He made that decision to, to take the jump. Okay. Now I had, I had something pretty similar in terms of, you know, I was approaching age 30, my, my wife's seven months pregnant and you and I had just reconnected, you know, probably six months before, but I was looking to kind of leave New York and do something else. And so I took the leap. And said, okay, well, let's kind of let's go. People thought I was crazy. Like, what? Are you, well, you're you're leaving to do what? To do a startup or what? Well, how are you going to do that? I don't know. 
I'm like, yeah, I don't know, but I know, I know I don't want to be here. And <laughs> so it was one of those kind of, cause I was personally looking for those models, Jack. I was looking for those models in terms of, you know, you know, folks who are 10, 20 years older than me say, okay, Hey, you know, do I want to, do I want to wind up there? Come back to what we do with, with our clients or vision. Like, Hey, what's your vision? And that's where we're sort of aimed towards. Like, if you don't want to wind up there, then why are we going that direction? You know? So it's okay. So you have to make the choice to eventually get off that train. And they don't usually encourage you to do that, Jack. They put doubts in your mind, fears in your mind, telling you how, how dangerous <laughs> and scary it is out there. Right. And yet here you are, you know, so you say, ah, screw it. You, 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 you take off for a year and you discovered a world that was underneath your nose the entire time that you didn't really know about, but you almost instantly fell in love with it being the small business world. So you go from that, that, that year of kind of wandering around and you find some stuff and you get engaged. And over the next 10 years, you wind up buying, fixing up and selling five companies. And then you decide to try it again. Taking, taking some time and okay so after going through what you went through so you you, you had tremendous success and you, you you know you had gone through that big corporate world for a while took a break you then come into the small business world jack and had a lot of fun did a lot of good things you know in addition to those five companies that you, you bought you also started other companies just so you were doing a lot of things and then you said okay well now you wanted to take another break so you know how did that happen you know because you, you haven't fallen out of love with small business right so do you remember where your head was at? This is yeah, you know, we're, we're we're going back twenty five years ago. This is before oh, MVP, yeah. right? This is yeah, you know, maybe thirty years ago. So yeah, you know, what you know, because you didn't, you know, you were at the point where again, you didn't have to work. So you were trying to do what? You, I think that's when you started to do more golfing and started to get more involved with trying to get your handicap. The second, down. the second time, yeah, yeah, working with the golf pro. Yeah, tell <clears throat> tell the story about being at the country club, and I remember you telling this story in terms of what you saw in the men's grill, and I think that was probably that seminal moment <clears throat> you after. I don't know if that was six months or a year into it, where you just kind of realized that hey, I'm seeing the model here, and I don't I don't want the model T Ford over there. I want something I want something different. But talk about what you what you were kind of experiencing at that point. Well, John, yeah, it was uh, I belonged to a country club, <clears throat> and the the country club country club is a country club. You know, it's it's uh, members are are successful in their own way from a business standpoint. You know, or else they wouldn't be in a in a country club. That's typical because it can be an expensive thing, right? And uh, so you, you they they have uh, back then certainly thirty years ago. Uh, yeah, they a situation where men pretty well dominated the the club. So there's always people having lunch out there and, and, you know, it was just a, it was a decent place. Every, everything I liked, everything I did, I liked, I liked the, the big corporate companies that I was working for, but I didn't like the corporate world. I didn't, I didn't like corporations in that sense. And, and the guys running it or it's a whole different league, whole different, different attitude, different people, you know, not job people. I was gonna say different so, people. It's that it's that it's a, the the kind of folks you interact with are just different, right, Jack? And it, it's hard to if you haven't it, it can't it's, be it's, explained. It's hard to it can't yeah, articulate. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I've said that a million times to different people. Why'd you do that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Something was pulling me. It was just it was you know, like that tractor beam. It just kind of it kind of sucked me in, right? You know, one of those. I mean, it's truly a scratching your head after the Monday morning. Like, what do they do this for? You know, and right. it, I mean, there's no no driving reason that I was in some kind of hellhole and and nothing uh, like that. <laughs> it it was it was okay. I mean, it was an okay move, and I think more people should do it at some point in their their life. You know, right. and it uh, why because it's 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 liberating. It's it's all of a sudden you're free of what free of everything free of shackles free of uh, obligations free of tough things and and uh well not really but you are for a moment so but anyway i was there now i had to deal with it and it wasn't a, a negative dealing i had to figure out what the hell am i going to do so that's where i started with uh and then that revelation came one day at the club I'm like Adam's uh, revelation that he saw the the guys ahead of him and he didn't want to do it. He didn't uh, he didn't want to be there. 
And he was on a path that unless he did something, he had to do something, you know, he, he wouldn't have jumped off it. He'd still be in New York. Right. So, you know, we're, we're kindred spirits in that sense, you know, we, so for sure. You know, we, we've done the same thing with trying to, to uh, find, find, a, find reasons for doing what, what you want to do, you know, when you want to do it. You've heard that one before. So now all of a sudden the opportunities are endless. And what made me just all of a sudden leave, leave that, that corporate world and, and end up where I was sitting that day. I'm looking at guys at the, the men's grill. They had a bar for men only and pretty much men only. That's how people came in. It was attached to the locker room and <laughs> women weren't in there too much in the men's grill. And uh, I was I was waiting for somebody for lunch. I got there early and, and I'm having a drink. And I look up at the bar and there are four guys who just got done with, uh, you know, around the golf and they were having lunch. They were all retired guys. And they were playing, they just got done with the golf game and I'm listening to the nonsense of this shot, that shot, you know, I got screwed here or only if. and. They were shooting down martinis, and they were getting bombed. They were all overweight. They were boring each other. Nobody was listening to each other. They were all talking, and and I, I just got absolutely interested. You know, I, I couldn't take my eyes off them and listening to them. And I made a, a decision at that time. <laughs> That's not where I wanted to go. That's where I was headed. It's 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 hard to offset that when you're you got nothing to do. So. You know, I, I did this twice. I ended up, well, this was the second of two right. attempts to retire and pull out. And I tried to work on my golf game. I did work on my golf game, and it didn't get better, not really significantly. And I concluded it's never going to get better, but there'll always be a place to come if I wanted to go get a, a martini for lunch and uh, live like that. Because what are they going to do? They get a little buzz. They're going to go home, and many of them, many of them will take a nap and do what? <laughs> go up the next it's day and do it all over again, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. You, you can rinse and repeat. You can almost, you can almost see it. And I remember you well, talking so, about. You said those guys were also talking about a lot, all the old days, right? Like talking about things that happened years. Like it was just, it was all these old things where they they just seemed like old men. Like they were just, they were out of it. You know, they they weren't engaged in anything interesting. Everybody looking backwards rather than forward. And looking forward is, is really in, in thinking of how to explain why I did what I did. Uh, thinking forward, you, you basically, it's hard to explain why these things come into your mind. So it's, you know, you, you, it's easier to know what you don't want than it is to know what you want. And, you know, it's it's because you got all these stories and you can embellish them. You can do you can do whatever you want to do, you know. Uh, and so you have these uh, just I keep referring to them as doors opening up for you when. Uh, so you're standing here looking at this big, wide world. And my God, you know, you know, we, we've traveled a bit. Alice and I have traveled a bit with the, with the boys I have two sons and. And uh, we did a lot of good things, you know, and still are doing a lot of good things. But, uh, yeah, so I had this history of, of small businesses that was was building behind me, and and I loved it. I, I love it. I was fortunate enough to know Adam, and we got to know each other better. And, you know, our 20 years together have been fantastic, you know, where we uh, mesh very well through the years. Now that I'm getting there, it's uh, changing interestingly. <laughs> well, it's like you said at the outset, Jack. So in addition to our personal experiences, we've, we've had a number of uh, cases where we've helped our clients kind of go through stuff. Part of what we want to do with the show today is kind of give you some guidance for this. Because, again, much like Jack was describing, he didn't, he didn't really have any models to look for for this. And, and we know, Jack, there are not a lot of models for this. And so even if we talk to our clients about trying to get them ready for this and, and try to prepare you know, what kind of advice would we give them? And, and one of the first things that, 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 we, that I would talk about to them is taking a break. Just take a break, you know? And and that, it seems, uh, 
don't know. It's hard to think about taking a break. You know, it can almost feel impossible. You know, as a small business owner, Jack, we're, we're constantly going 100 miles an hour. And so to go from 100 miles an hour to, to zero, that's pretty intimidating. You know, it's like, okay, well, you know, what am I going to, what am I going to do? What am I going to do to kind of fill my time? Or to be, to be moving along at just, to, let's say, a few miles an hour versus 100 miles an hour. You know, and so it's usually the case we don't, you know, maybe take some breaks. So kind of what you've talked about, you know, you took breaks. You took a little bit of time. And so we've had some clients of ours who have sold Jack and they they have not taken breaks, you know, and it, depending what happens. Now, there's different situations. So, you know, if you're going to be selling your company and you sell to somebody who'd like you to stay on for a little while, well, you're not going to get a break. You know, it's actually it might be might, might be a little more stressful for you. And the reason I say that is, well, because now you go from being the person in charge, right? You're the one running and owning the company to now you're working for somebody. As you were trying to describe a little earlier, Jack, in terms of try to articulate what's it like to be a, a job person versus an entrepreneur, you know, kind of business owner mentality. Well, what's going to happen is if when you sell, now you work for somebody else, you're going to be be bumping into some of those folks, Jack, that are more of those those job folks that you probably aren't going to quite see eye to eye with, you know, necessarily. And so it might be a little bit of a challenge, but you know, assuming you're able to literally sell and step away either immediately or within the first, let's say, you know, 60, 90 days, seriously consider just taking a break. Give yourself permission to take a break. <clears throat> now, Jack, whether it be a year like you took it, it wasn't like you pre-planned, you know, you were to take a year off. You just wanted to, you knew you had some time and say, let me just take some time and wander around, right? Let me kind of figure some stuff. But to take it, just take a break, take, take a, take a breather. Um, you know, no, that's what sabbaticals, that's what sabbaticals are, are about. And I, I think it's a, it's a good thing. I, I would agree, Adam. And I, you know, to, to encourage your key employees, especially in a company, you as the owner, uh, you know, that that's important. It's, it depends on your makeup though, too, you know? Uh, we we get a kick out of helping people and to be paid for it. That's a beautiful place to be, you know. And uh, when when we get the our clients to a point where we're part of their world and advisory team, true advisories, not just legal legal and, and accounting advisory, uh, they they. You can see them glow. You can see their world getting better. And that's very fulfilling. You know, we have situations. I don't want to sound too sappy here, but, you know, we we tear up a little bit. I mean, it gets to you because it's a good thing. All of a sudden, they're realizing they're on the right track and we help them do it. And that's, you know, I mean, why wouldn't you want to do that? For, <laughs> <laughs> animal, I get a little, I like animals. So, you know, I... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can you have the means to start something from scratch if you want to. You, you can you get this knowledge that you have in you, but it's never tested. Right. And things like wandering is a big word. That's a good word. You know, well, just see what happens, Jack. Picture. So, again, you here you are putting those hundred hour weeks in as an owner and then it just stops. OK, now, if you just stop, what's going to happen is especially again, depending on your situation. Let's, let's you know, let's let's pretend you're one of those folks like, you know, clients of ours who have relatively young families or things are kind of going on. If you just stop working, well, I can almost guarantee you, Jack, within the first week, first two weeks, your calendar is going to get filled up with stuff. You know, there's stuff that's going on because what happens, part of, I think maybe part of what people discover, Jack, is that there was a whole world going on that they weren't necessarily tuned into. Now, that might be, you know, stuff going on in their own personal home, you know, with their, you know, significant other and kids and things like that, or just other things kind of going on, but just take some time to, Give yourself a little bit of a break to kind of look around because, like you said, Jack, you, it wasn't like you left the corporate world with the idea of that you knew what you were going to do. You just wanted some time to kind of look around and see. And what happened is something started to get you excited and energized. Because you didn't mention, Jack, you also did a few interviews after you left, right? You were, you were still, because that's what you know, right? So, you know, but those weren't getting you excited. And so what's funny is, you know, we'll talk to a lot of our clients with this. We'll, we'll have the discussion, Jack. So, okay, well, hey. If you're going to sell, then kind of, you know, what else would you do? And usually one of the responses is, well, they aren't sure because what they know, like, is what they know. Like, they know their business. So they're almost thinking like, well, hey, 
if I sell, then I'm, I, you know, I'm going to be restricted for a while, Jack. You know, I, I can't compete. Like, well, well, what do I do? You know, can I, can I carve something out to where I get, you know, do it's like, well, wait a minute, just take all the knowledge you have of running a business. Forget about your particular business and industry, right? You know, just forget about that. And you could apply that knowledge to almost anything else. Right? If, if you, if you sit back and think about it, but, but if you don't have the time to really explore that for a little bit, and it's not something you, you're going to necessarily do in your head. You want to go out and kind of explore and talk to people to realize that, you know, but most people, they don't know because they know what they know that they're so into what they're doing. So that that taking of the break gives you the time to take a little bit of a breath to explore some stuff. And, and part of what you're looking for at that point, I think, Jack, is is you're trying to find things that get you excited. Because I, I remember, you know, since being a very young kid, you know, I was very blessed to grow up in a family that that, that, that was that, that was entrepreneurish. And I caddied for, for you know, my high school and college years. I dealt with a lot of entrepreneurs and talking about phrases and, and, and many of the folks that I work with, you know, my time in New York and Wall Street were entrepreneurs. And a consistent message, Jack, from those entrepreneurs was, if it's not fun, it's if it's becoming like work, that's a sign it's time to do something else. Okay. And so often what's happening is these owners aren't selling because it's like work that they're really enjoying what they're doing, Jack, but also they're getting that offer. They're getting that bird in the hand. They're getting that offer they can't refuse. Right. And so they're saying, hey, I'd be silly not to take this offer, but I really, you know, I still want to do stuff. But it's, it's so to help you figure out what those other things might be, because you're, you're so locked in. You know, I saw this with my wife, you know, when she left, you know, she was, in, you know, in the medical field for a while and she was so in that medical field. It, it took a couple of years, Jack, to get her out of that to kind of, hey. Start looking around. There's all kinds of things out here, you know, that are that are you know not necessarily medical related, but tap into skills and abilities that you have. You know what I mean? And we'll get you excited. You know, we're excited to get out of bed. You you aren't worried about working long hours because it gives because you're into it. You know, it's not like it's not like working. Yeah, it, it's it just I don't know what chemical right. changes to go in your your mind, but. It, it's exhilarating. It's it's fun. It charges you up. You know you, right? <laughs> you, you you know you don't mind getting back to it. You hate to be pulled away from it. So so, so that fear of taking that break, Jack. Like all of a sudden that that's now gone, right? Or I don't. Well, okay, but take that break to maybe rediscover it in a whole area again. Going back to to the the forty year old Jack that didn't know any better. Like if, if we had told the forty year old Jack that you know how wonderful small business was while you're working in corporate America, you'd be like, you know. What you know, these guys are talking nonsense. Like, who are these people, right? But now, you know, you're like, I wish I'd known this my whole life. It's one of those things. So, so as we look back in our lives, you know, it's so rare that we had we had the opportunity to kind of take that break, Jack. And um, maybe you know, for our listening audience, or maybe you've had a chance. You know, maybe maybe you've been terminated from somewhere before, right? And usually, when you get terminated. You know, what you're not doing is you aren't just taking a break. Usually you're like, you're rushing to find that, that next job. So it's rare, I think, for, for, for certainly here in this country, Jack, for us to, to take those kind of breaks, to really take some time and, and, and figure out, well, what do I want to be doing? We were, many of us were forced to do that, you know, about three and a half years ago when COVID first hit. But I think for a lot of folks, Jack, that was the first time in a while that, that they'd, they'd done some of that thinking about stuff. So when it comes to that, you know, hey, you're running that company, you're going to sell, we would strongly encourage you to try to find some time to take a break. Now that break might be three months, Jack, might be six months, might be 12 months, but to give yourself permission to just take a break. And it's not a vacation where you need, it's just, just take a break. Just kind of do, do what you want to do. I mean, it, it's, it sounds so silly maybe, but it's, it's that you probably haven't done. Adam, it is hard to explain. <laughs> I've tried it many times. And it, uh, you just, <laughs> people are strapped down with, with this job mentality and a certain way of, of, of uh, running a, and growing a family. And you just don't, I don't know, I don't know why. Still, I still don't have the words and, and uh, the ability to explain it. It's, it's okay. We're, we're, we're trying to reach those people that have that same kind of feel, Jack, that they'll write, they'll like, oh, wait, these, these guys get my, you know, However, articulate and they're saying these guys get it because I because you know because I'm there and so if I'm taking my break, so w what kind of things could I be looking for? So one of the things that we could be looking for, like we're talking about here now, is well maybe what's your next business venture, and that's okay. Like again, come back to 
what are people gonna tell you? Like, what are you nuts? Like, didn't you just didn't you just sell? Like, like, like why why did you want to get it something else? Well, because again, it's that owner's mentality versus the like it, because it's it's fun. I enjoy it. It's a big rating, right? So maybe your 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 next venture here, and and so what do you want to do? Because you have a lot of knowledge, as we talked about. Again, as we as we look at business, we talk about the, you know our three circles, Jack, of product and service, and marketing and sales and administration. And when we, when we work with folks, and as you run a company, whether you know it or not, you may have started as that product and service expert, but as you've grown and run the business, you've become an expert or more knowledgeable in that marketing and sales piece and the administration piece of dealing with the numbers and the people, all that kind of stuff. Well, those pieces are relatable to any business, you know? And so you probably have a lot of knowledge and, and experience that you don't know about. So the, the last thing we'd want you to do is become one of those underutilized resources where you just get put on a shelf somewhere. And you aren't sharing that knowledge. You aren't sharing that experience with people. You, do, do, you know what Jack articulated earlier in terms of just you know, hey, you know Jack's a big tough guy, but he's getting he's getting goosebumps talking about hey the impact that we're having on people. It's fun to help people and to take knowledge and experience you've got and be able to help somebody. That, again, much like people have probably helped you along the way. That's tremendously satisfying. I, I, I don't know if it's you know the, the endorphins, whatever it is, Jack. But yeah, the, the, there's tremendous satisfaction and excitement with, with, with being able to help people. You know, and so. You know, knowing what you know now, you know, we had one of our uh, our clients who will be actually be, it's going to be next week's episode, a little, a little tease for next week, the next week's episode. We have a client coming back who was, was on the show uh, a few years ago, but he talks about um, next week that in his, his current version, he's being much more strategic now for the first time in his life. You know, versus, you, you know, we're so programmed to get up and you just, you run, you get up and you run, Jackie, you, you know, you get up the next day, you run again, you're just kind of going. But he's taking some time to take a step back and take all of his learning to date and say, hey, as I'm building my next venture, Jack, I'm doing it differently this time. I'm being much more strategic versus how I was doing it before. And so, okay, so take that knowledge and, and, and apply it now to a, to a new business. All the mistakes that you've made along the way, all the learnings, all, all the su success that you've had to take that knowledge and now do, do, do it somewhere else. That's a lot of fun. It could be a lot of fun. And we've had clients that start to do those kind of things. You know, some jump right into it. They go from one thing right to the next, you know, or they may straddle a little bit, you know. Uh, we have another client coming on, you know, in a couple months talking about what he did, you know, you know, taking some time where he, you know, did, did did something different. But get outside of, you know, what you're doing. You know, go look around at stuff. Yeah, you know, just, just, you know, you'll see things differently <laughs> because you, you aren't having the pressures of, of your day-to-day business that you had before you know it's, it's, yeah, that's it that should start that should start that process of just getting out and about and uh, that, that'll provide a, a basis for discovering something that you didn't even know look how many times through our 20 years here together adam that we have been amazed at the product that that's being made and the niche it's filling I mean, there, there's, there's, when we say millions of small businesses, there's millions of small businesses and, and just about anything, anything that you're aware of, somebody's probably doing it in some form or another. And you got the model right there. You, you have all the abilities in the world to get refocused if you're going to pull out and start doing it years ahead, you know, if you can, and you can with this gig job, gig economy kind of thing they're talking about. It's, it's, it's very doable. You know, one, one great thing, one that I, I've learned, I learned, well, I, where I learned it doesn't make any difference, but magazines are basically a growing industry, surprising enough, you know, and they, they touch everything everything that goes on, there's a magazine for it. And you can start a company by getting some products, some services that are in a, in a magazine. And you can track that to see if it's, it get, get some ads in that magazine and follow those ads to see how many months in a row, weeks in a row, whatever the frequency is, to see how that magazine was is still being advertised. There's advertisements, not the magazine, the advertisements in the magazine. And track them, get four or five of them that, that seem interesting to you. And 
to go backwards in time here to see how long they've been advertising in this magazine. And it's a magazine article or a, a, a product being advertised that you like and, and you enjoy. Well, you can take that and use that as a basis for running and starting a company, starting a company. If somebody is spending good money every month to advertise uh, whatever it is in their magazine, they're spending money, and that tells you that there's sales there. And uh, too technical, you know. I know but, the I know the story. Uh, well. There, this is squirrel repellent. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I, I remember the story. It's a good story. So month after month, for you, for a couple of years, you go backwards, and and this ad has been appearing, and it probably still has been probably a decade since I saw it last, or looked for reading really, really a magazine, and squirrel repellent was advertised every every magazine for three years, and I don't I'm not a hunter. I don't have squirrels. But I didn't start this, but I could have. And and because there's so many hundreds of thousands of magazines out there, there's opportunities to just fill your days, put it on on, the, on, the, on your reading list and make sure you read these things. And if you can't get excited about the opportunities and, and the uh, ability to start something that has some meat to it already, then you shouldn't be an entrepreneur. Because the chances are you, you, you can't see opportunities in an excitable way. And, you know, I mean, that, that's you could start out that way or you can put it in your bag of tricks to keep propelling new ideas coming your way. Right. And, and so much has been pulled together now by, by uh, so many industries. And to buy a company, that's, that's a great way to start a business and start a company. Right. Oh, so, well, how about something as crazy as this? How about how about going to work for somebody else, Jack? You know, you also <laughs> you get you get a sense of what it's like to be an employee. You know, well, we've, we've talked for years about a pizza shop. So, hey, if somebody's listening here, that they, they think that hey, maybe it'd be kind of cool to run a pizza shop. Well, go work for a pizza shop. Hell, go work there for free. You don't need to get paid. Like, you can go work. Just go, go check it out. Go learn about the business. Yeah, you know, what what good pizza shop owner would want to would, would want a person like you to come on board? And help out. What do you think? You know, but so so, you know, but if you aren't sure, go go try to do something like that where you just just you try stuff. You try stuff like that, right? Because you know some of the other options are you know getting a hobby, Jack. You kind of describe how you how you try to work on a golf game. That was one of your hobbies that you know at that point in time. And we know that's almost a a foreign concept to most small business owners, Jack, because they typically don't have much time for hobbies or interest in hobbies because. The business is their hobby. It's their, it's you know it's a big part of kind of who they are. But maybe again, whether it's uh, golfing, whether it's bird watching, because well, you know what? Hey, Jack, bird watching can lead to something else, can it? Listen to our listen to our show next. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Again, yeah it's you know, a great, it's a listen great to example. Our, listen to our show next week. You'll, you'll kind of hear about you know how, how bird watching can can lead to a business, right? Um, but you know this is uh, you know, hobbies because again. It, it, Part of what happens as the owner, Jack, is you see things differently. You see how things are run. You see how things can be better. There's a certain way of just, you know, the, the way you approach stuff. And so, you know, people often talk about, hey, you know, it's great to be passionate about something and it's something you really love. Okay, well, that's where some of those hobbies kind of come in. But at the end of the day, business is business, right? So the fact that it's a, that you enjoy the hobby, well, maybe you don't want to make a business out of that because that's why you enjoy, you know, I enjoyed golfing, Jack. And you know, I was pretty good as a, you know at a younger point, but I got to the point where I was like, "Well, look, if I'm going to pursue this thing, there's a lot of work there to, to try to get to whatever that level is going to be." Versus, well, I really kind of just enjoy it as more of a a hobby and a game, not as a job, you know. And so for me, it was like, "Hey, you know, it fits as a hobby." So most hobbies are good hobbies. You can putz around, do what you want to do, and you know, make mistakes. You know, it's okay, but it might lead to something else. But at least kind of get out there, and maybe maybe you'll be okay. Maybe you'll that 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 break, Jack, becomes a permanent break, and that's okay too. Honestly, it's it, it's okay, but it's more unusual where that's the case, Jack, where people just kind of write off the side. Usually, what happens is, and then what we would encourage you to do as part of that wandering is to really spend some time with your KLT people, 
your know, like, and trust people. Right? These are the folks who know, like, and trust you. And chances are you probably have not spent as much time with those people as you, you know, when you're, um, you know, running your business. And, uh, you know, you've talked about that, to, you know, you know, to me over the years, Jack, when you, you know, as you're revisiting kind of what you were doing once you left both corporate America, as well as once you sold your last company, is you spent a lot of time with people like that. You say, I got back in touch with people I hadn't talked to in a little while. Right? These are folks that, that, that I know pretty well. And so here you come back to these folks and maybe they're people you haven't talked to in five years, 10 years. It's okay. If there's a good know, like, and trust connection there, it's a very easy <clears> phone <throat> call to make. It's very easy, you know, good, good discussion. But the difference now is you're in a different level of experience and so are they. And and what's out there, you know, so who knows? And so one of the first companies you got involved in was with a, uh, an ex-business school buddy of yours, Jack, right? That it just got, it, it kind of came out of there, but it came out of, again, you were going through the process of reaching out to people you hadn't talked to in a little while. It wasn't like you're just sitting in a, you know, in a room, locked everybody out of the world. You know, you're out there engaging, talking to people and just being, being open, open to what they're saying and, and, oh, and listening to yourself and say, Hey, I want to know more. And if you're getting interested and excited about it, that's a good thing. You know, versus, hey, if, if whatever you're doing, it's, you know, coming back to the Romeo groups. You tried those too, Jack, right? So you, they keep trying to suck you into those. So those of you who are not familiar with what a Romeo group is, that's a... that's a uh, um, Retired old man. Retired old, old men eating out. out. Yeah, retired <laughs> old men eating out. It's, a, it's an acronym, R-O-M-E-O, retired old men eating out. But so it's it's a version of what you described at the country club, Jack, which was, you know, some retired old men, you know, drinking mart- drinking martinis, right? And, and there's some. So again, these aren't these aren't goods or bads. So, you know, don't misunderstand us. We're talking about what's out there, and what the opportunities and and, and things are. So, but spending time with those knowing Trump people, Jack, will help because as you're talking to them, because those are folks you'd like to help, and they want to help you. But until you spend a little time with them to see what's kind of going on, you're not necessarily sure. So I think a big part of this is you know, be open to what's there. And I say I have any kind of preconceived notions. Now, some folks are better at this, Jack. So um, we're going to be dropping an interview uh, that we had with a, a former client of ours who also happens to be Jack's nephew here in about a month. And he was balancing his day business with a, with a side business. You know, he, he literally moved a few hours away and he started you know, to do things a little differently. So that when he sold... The, the years he was spending on the, on the other business, he just kind of went right into the next one, right? He just went from one very smoothly right into the next one, Jack, right? He left one behind and just went, you know, so you know, there's there's different ways. There's different ways to try to, to go about doing these things, you know, and, but, you know, it, it's to, to not think about it or just saying, hey, I'll figure it out when I get there. Okay, well, if you're there now and listening to us and you haven't done some of things we're talking about today, start doing some of those things, right? You know, start, start, you know, reaching out and starting to kind of see, mix things up a little bit, get out there and, and, and see some folks, you know, endless, endless opportunities for anything you want to do. You can go after it, but it's the, the, the conventional way of people giving guidance to somebody who's leaving their company is to get another job, run up your resume uh, if you're going to look for a company, it's uh, describe it in three pages and you have all these wants and desires and you're going to go armed with these and the world's going to hire you. Well, the world will hire you if you have good ideas and you, you, you fit what they're looking for. Often it's an education needed on both sides. But the score repellent idea, uh, it's it's... It's the same thing. You you talk to your network of people and you let them know what you're looking for, if you know. And if you turn over rocks that look interesting, pursue them, you know, pursue that. I want to I wanna work for nothing for a month or two. Why not for a year or two? I'm not going to be a competitor and take your business away. We have all these petty reasons to put up not to do something. And we don't do it. You know, planning, make your plans wonderful and use the latest in, in whatever. It's not the way to do it. It's going to come down to face-to-face eventually. And it's harder to find companies in, in the uh, newspaper because newspapers are going away. So <laughs> There's different there's, a, there, there's different versions where to find it. but Yeah, yeah there are. We, we can, yeah. So, so be curious. 
stay open. But uh, they, I think those are good things. Your point, Jack. Be curious. If you sit down and talk to people, sit down and talk to them. Ask them what they're doing. Because you might discover a whole new world. That's one of the things that, that, that keeps us so fascinated, as Jack mentioned here at the outset. You know, there, there are so many different kinds of companies out there. And, and you know, it's rare that a day or week goes by, Jack, that, that we aren't, you know, excited, inspired, and, and amazed at the types of companies that are there. Just Again, we're, we're very interested in that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, find what kind of gets you, what gets you going. You know, it, it, it might be something, again, might be something totally volunteer related. That's okay, too. Because, you know, the skills that you have of, of running an organization are absolutely needed in volunteer organizations, too. And so that's that, that's fine. But, you know, it, you, you often aren't going to know until you get out there. And, and it's hard to find those models, those folks to give you that kind of guidance. Because what's happening is most people, most people when they, you're talking to, they're wishing they were you. All right. Not know what that means, but they're, they're wishing they were you. Like, I wish I had that that problem, right? That problem of not knowing what I want to do because, you know, okay. Most people are not there. Well, you're there or you're going to be there. And so the sooner you kind of start thinking about these things and start to kind of explore it, the, the, the more engaged, the more happy you're going to be. And it's going to reduce the chance of you winding up one of those Romeo groups somewhere, whether it be sooner or later, that standpoint, right? <laughs> so any other parting words of wisdom for our, for our audience today, Jack? No, I have none. That was good. That was no. It was good. But thank you for for sharing some some of your story. Because again, yeah, we'll 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 do that again, Adam. We'll we'll add to mine and we'll start yours too, because you got right. a good one. And <laughs> we'll, and our our close up people and friends, we'll have them on too. And you know, to have a, a success to talk about, that's what we have, and we'll yeah. do it. We do, and we, yeah, we. We've been blessed to have a lot of very, very good clients and and and, and many of them want to share their stories with, with us and, and with the audience. So we're going to continue to kind of bring those to you as well. But uh, we, again, we really appreciate you uh, listening. That's our show for today. And if, like I mentioned at the outset, this is episode 382. It means we have 381 other episodes going back almost eight years now. And uh, you can find all those at our website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com. If you go to that site, then you can go and click on the episodes tab. And there's a search bar there. You can put in whatever topic, question, thought you have. It'll feed back to you whatever shows we've done on that topic. If you don't find something that suits your needs, you can feel free to reach out to us directly. Either email us at radio at maximumvp.com or give us a call, 330-849-0670. And we'd be happy to answer the question for you directly or do like we did today, put together a show for it because chances are if you have the question, somebody else does as well and they'll be happy that you asked it. If you prefer to, to get it in the, in the podcast sphere, whatever your favorite podcast player is, iHeart, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, if you search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business, you can find us there. We typically drop a new episode every Thursday morning. And you get all the old episodes there as well. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review. I always love getting those as well. But uh, that's what we got for you today. Appreciate you listening. And we'll talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>